Legends of the Stoop. I am your host, Mike Pernice. Today, stopping by the Stoop is none other than one of my friends who is a videographer and photographer here in the Pittsburgh area, produces some really dope shit. Jared Colton, how are you doing today, buddy? Good, brother. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you for stopping by the Stoop, man. Good I appreciate you coming. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and just start off by introducing yourself to the audience? Uh, well, my name's Jared Colton. I'm 20... 20 years old, um, from the Berg, originally born and raised. Um, I dabble in modeling. I do video, I do photo. Um, as far as visual arts, you know, I kind of cover all the bases on it mm -hmm. and, uh, been involved in that for about three and a half years now. Okay. Um, my senior year of high school, uh, about halfway through, I was involved in modeling and, this one guy on Instagram, um, he's also pretty prevalent in Pittsburgh. His name's Jake Miller. Okay. Uh, he had a film production co company called Red Dot Studios at the time. Okay. Where is that at? Um, it was based out of Lawrenceville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he had he had clients pretty like you know around the Berg and uh, everywhere else too, pretty much. But he was filming a Reebok commercial, and this was right around the time that I first started modeling. Okay. And he was like, he just hit me up like casual DM, you know, hey man, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I got this thing going on. Do you want to be a part of it? Like, he was asking me to like actually physically be in in the Reebok commercial. Yeah, in, oh, okay. In the video spot, and um, I was like, yeah, you know, what eighteen year old kid doesn't want to be in, <laughs> in a Reebok commercial yeah, so <laughs> or was, a commercial period? Honestly, yeah. so I was, I, I was like. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to be a part of this. It sounds amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we end up linking up. Yeah, he films this video spot for Reebok, has me in it. And, you know, after that, we just became like, you know, we just became friends. Mm -hmm. And I took like a really like huge liking to the whole entire scene of, you know, videography, taking photos, you know, even being a model. I like both sides of the camera. Mm -hmm. um, so eventually I was just like, dude, like, you know, you got your little empire right here. Can I be a part of it? You know, like I wanted to be involved in everything. So he was like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could like uh, teach you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And from there on, it pretty much is history. He uh, kind of put me under his wing a little bit. Like he showed me a lot of how to, you know, do all this stuff that you see on, you know, my Instagram pages for my clients, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, so he kind of put me on to the scene and, you know, from there on, that's kind of been like 90% of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So how does someone first off, just get involved in modeling? Like, how did you get involved in modeling? Was there, did you just like go sign up through like, um, I believe it's what Docker, the agency I know is like a big one here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So funny story and like no shade at all towards Doherty. Um, I actually applied to Doherty because mm -hmm my junior year um you know, a couple of my family members was like jared i've seen like these pictures that you take like my cousin rosie was like artistic you know, she is artistic and she would take photos and this and that and we would go and you know just hang out take pictures and stuff and yeah I'd put them on instagram like, you know no big deal right really didn't see anything happening out of it and um just after like probably like five or six months of like not even really working on my instagram account just like hanging out and kind of like whatever pictures come from it, I would just post them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so after, you know, probably like half a year or so of that, um, I got a, a DM from a model scout from New York models. Okay. And um, at first I really didn't even know what to think. You know, people have told me like jokingly, I should probably like test that water out. Mm -hmm. And I never even really like seriously thought about it. Um, my cousin Rosie actually kind of like 
influenced me to apply to Doherty. And this was prior to being contacted by mm-hmm. a model scout. And um, Doherty never got back to me, but like a month later, New York models contacted me and that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. Um, now, when you got that DM, like, right off the bat like you yeah. know your phone beeps and you look at it and yeah. you read the message at first were you like hmm like this is a little sketchy yeah absolutely yeah um i really i really didn't know what to think of it because i actually was not even 18 years old yet mm-hmm. and the dm kind of was just like hey you know like uh myself being like the model scout and yeah. new york models and like a couple of other agents here really like your look um you know we would like to just kind of like talk to you on the phone and maybe like you know just inquire and that's how it started and I like honestly didn't even respond to it <laughs> for like for like two months oh shit yeah <laughs> so like this guy was probably like all right that's beat right you now like that kid's just a name that you know whatever right it's gone now but yeah no like a couple months later after like me asking my mom and then, of course, like I got Pittsburgh dad at home. Like, <laughs> my, you ever seen the Pittsburgh dad? Videos? Yeah, dude, I love Pittsburgh dad videos. That is not my physical photo in the videos, but it is about 98%. <laughs> Just a complete like, carbon no, copy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So he was like modeling. What? <laughs> what a football practice. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, well. I guess that's not for me. <laughs> but then I actually thought about it more. And I was, you know, I'm going to give this dude a call one day. It was like after my senior year of football or whatever, I was like, had a couple of college oppor- opportunities to play, mm-hmm. you know, like Dayton, Duquesne, a couple of PSAC schools. They were just dabbling. They were, tra- they were recruiting me. I was just like, all right, well, I really don't want to play football anymore. Yeah. So like, what is next for me? And I don't know, it was one day I was probably, like, bored or just, like, wondering what I should just, like, probably change my energy into and, like, you know, move on with that. Mm-hmm. And I I responded to the dude on DM, and he was very professional, and I was like, well, maybe I should probably take this a little bit serious, more serious than, like, I am right now. Right. So, like, at that point, I haven't even checked out, like, the New York Models Instagram page or anything. And I go on New York models and they're like completely verified, legitimate. You yeah. Know, like it's a, it's a real thing. It's not just like some yeah. random dude just yeah. sending you a DM like, yeah. Hey, like I need some pictures. Yeah, <laughs> like- exactly. And I was like, wow, like, I don't know why I didn't do this before, but yeah, I ended up getting back to them and like, I ended up signing with them within that month. Uh, you know, spoke to them on the phone, made sure that it was like a, like a thing that I really wanted to involve myself in. Mm-hmm. And then from there on, like that's how like my modeling career kicked off. Um, so when, once you like signed on, right. Like what are some of the clients then you worked for, for them? Um, so the first couple months um, that I was signed with them, I signed, no, I didn't even go to the office and sign. I had to sign through like email pretty much. Cause I was still in high school mm-hmm. and my parents were adamant about like finishing, you know, like this is your senior year, get good grades. You know, you still have opportunity to play sports in college if you want them. Um, so they were just like, you know, get good grades, go to school, finish it out. Yeah. Trying then, to keep you on the right path. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. It's just like do your thing and then figure it out. Right. And um, so I, I really didn't even meet them until late my senior year when I was like, well, I'm not playing football not playing basketball, you know, Mm -hmm. didn't really, I didn't even have plans to go to college at that point. Um, So I was just like, mom, you know, I need to like start getting something. Gotta get the ball rolling. Right. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I flew out to New York city and it was pretty overwhelming being like an 18 year old kid, like in Manhattan, you're like, Oh, what's going on? Right. And um, you walk into like a full blown modeling agency and for the first couple of months, I, get, I was building my like portfolio, so mm-hmm. to speak. They, uh, they just needed like professional photos taken of me right. to have that like content. And they call it your book. You know, yeah. You, and then you, you send it out to yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like my first couple of months. Um, my first ever gig 
which is ironic because their corporate building is in uh, Pittsburgh, in Cranberry. Dick's okay. Sporting Goods. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was my first gig. And that story is honestly kind of funny because I was, I worked that day uh, for Red Dot Studios doing film. Mm -hmm. We got up at like five in the morning. We were doing pictures for the news channel, WPXI. Yeah. Um, it was actually the first day of what the new roller coaster at Kennywood. The still the yeah. the um, the skyrocket or the stiller one. Still okay, current. yeah, the still current. Still yeah. Current, yeah. Um, so we took photos of that that day, and then after that, I go to the gym because I'm like very religious with like doing that, and I get a call from my agent. And it's like 7.30 p.m. And I'm like, I woke up at like 4.35 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, should we cut it? No, you're good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I woke up super early that day. And my agent hits me up. It's like 7.30. I'm at the gym. I'm about to finish my workout. And he's like, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> what do you mean, dude? It's like 8 o'clock like, at night. <laughs> I was like, Jordan. I'm in Pittsburgh. Like, I'm not in Manhattan. Like, and he was like, yeah, I know. What are you doing tonight? And I was like, sleeping. Like, I think. <laughs> and he was like, well, Dick Sporting Goods uh, wants you for, like, a commercial tonight, this and that. And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, do I, you know, like, what do you need from me? And he was like, you, tonight. Like, you know, it's tonight. And I was like, when? And he goes, Oh, 9 p.m. Oh. I, look, I look at my, I look at my, like, I don't even have a watch. I look at my fake watch on my wrist. <laughs> and I'm like, it's 7.30. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, yeah, where are you at right now? I'm like, I'm at the gym, dude. Like, I, this is like 30 minutes away from my, like where I'm living at the time. I was living yeah. in Lawrenceville. Okay. And um, he was just like, well, like, do you want the gig or not? And I was like, I mean, absolutely. He was like, well, go home, like figure your face out and then like go I was like all right dude like okay so I, I like drive home probably way too fast and then <laughs> hop in the shower figure that situation out and like yeah that was my first gig um following um that gig I did three different campaigns for American Eagle which is also Pittsburgh local mm -hmm. Um, I did Adidas basketball campaign uh, at Hard Rock. Hard, hard Rock? Hard, hard Rock Beach. Uh, it's in New York. I forget the actual beach. Hmm. I don't know. Beach in New York. That's all we need to know. <laughs> but, um, and I, yeah, Adidas basketball and then Adidas Rock. Okay. Those two campaigns. Um, and aside from that, um, it was kind of cut short as far as like the traction I got because I was only really like actually modeling for a year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once I started to work more, I got this couple of American Eagle campaigns. It was kind of cut short due to COVID. Yeah. And since then, I, you know, it kind of been spending more time on the other side. On the other side. So, actually. so essentially it was like, it was so, when we look at your timeline here, right? So coming out of high school, we get into modeling. Yeah. At this point, it's kind of like dabbling a little bit in the other side, doing your videography, photography, yeah. right? And then once COVID hit, it was kind of like the switch to then now I'm behind the camera. This is like what I want to yeah. start crafting my skills for, honing mm -hmm. them, that type of thing. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So walk me through then first off of like, what it means to be a videographer and photographer because in this day and age now anyone and anybody that has an iphone thinks that they're a photographer yeah. or videographer so what does it what does it actually mean and what is the work that you have to put into the certain skills right what tell me what it actually means to do what you do absolutely okay so i would probably say um you know, if you're just somebody with, you know, a nice iPhone, you know, that has a good camera on it and you just take a picture and you think it's really cool, that's like, that's one thing. But to be like a filmmaker that looks at it very in depth mm -hmm. and, you know, sees everything 
you know, and like really just like looks at a project or even just a certain shot that you're looking at, you know, in your viewfinder, um, you kind of see it for way more. You see like every little setting you have on your camera completely influences the whole entire picture in your eyes. Other people might not notice it. Right. But for me, it's almost like complete control of a situation where like, you know, you're behind the camera and you have control of like, you know, kind of how people can view a reality because you put out a video project and you film it a certain way, you edit it a certain way. It completely alters the whole entire mood and scene to everything. Right. So I'd say like, I'm more inclined to video personally. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy taking stills. And honestly, when I first started out, I liked taking pictures better. But as far as uh, creating a video, I kind of just realized that, um, you know, there's so much more that goes into it. You, I can't even watch a movie the same anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at a certain scene or whatever. I'm like, hmm, what I, I see what he was thinking. Yeah. You know, like I see it, you know, like, like what I've shot that same angle, what I've yeah. done this, that, yeah. It's like, yeah. you're kind of like sitting there almost like analyzing how the production was then put together. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, honestly, I've noticed it so many times where like, I'll be watching a movie where like people that aren't involved in like my line of work will be like, Oh, this is like a really good movie. And like, I like the general idea and the plot of the movie. And I'll yeah. be like, that's really, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. And, like, I won't end up even actually liking the movie at the end of it <laughs> because I'm just, like, you know, I would have done it different. You know? yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if that answered your question exactly, but um, for me, it's just a you know, personal expression through, you know, the, anything you visualize. You can personalize it. And I think that's why I like it so much right. because – you know, at the end of the day, you might not have control over what happened during that day, this and that. But if, like, you're a filmmaker, you have complete control over Yeah, that. you can rewrite the day, essentially. Yeah. I mean, if you have a client and they, they have certain needs, you can collaborate. But still, it is just, like, the visual expression and the specifics that come down to it for me. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Now, where are we like right now are you still like trying to model like is that something you're still interested in or is it more about like you know shooting videos and taking pictures i'd probably say for a, a while there like I, when i got out of high school until probably like a year ago i kind of gave them like equal respect mm -hmm. um but i'd say now i'm definitely more inclined to taking my like photo and video work further mm -hmm. um just because you know, I work for myself. Right. You know, when, when you're assigned to a modeling agency, I love my agency. You know, I like, there's so many good people around it, but just like from a personal perspective, if you can, you know, make your own schedule, tell yourself what to do and motivate yourself. It's kind of like, it almost makes you feel better just having that like uh, self drive. Yeah. You, know, which right. you can have that in modeling, but um Honestly, just like, you know, doing other stuff better. Right. I enjoy being on both sides of it, but um, video, photo is definitely where my heart's at more. Yeah. Now, when it when we talk about, like, you know, obviously there's a certain skill set that comes with, you know, being a videographer and a photographer, not just in actually shooting the scene, but then actually sitting down editing the scene, right? So in terms of learning like i'm sure it was a learning curve just how to operate the camera the settings and stuff like that but when it comes to the editing aspect talk to me about just how like time consuming that that really is so um with, with post-production and uh videography i would honestly probably say it's um it's even harder than even being on the set in filming mm -hmm. um there's probably like a million different directions you can go when you put a project together. Um, you know, what kind of emotions do you want to convey? Um, you know, how long is the project and how long are your clips? My process is usually like 
I look at every piece of footage on a project before I even like, you know, change a color on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'm, I got a project that I have four hours of footage. So I might take two days just to watch it. So I'd say like, as far as post-production goes, um, any emotion or anything you really want to get your point across with, that is kind of the second step of proving it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, color is a big thing. A lot of photographers, videographers kind of have like their, their color way and they stick to it. And a lot of times, especially in films, I feel like a lot of times the color can really change how you like actually even watch the movie. Right. Um, you know, like the Matrix, they go with really hard greens consistently. Um, the movie the, em the Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. They use like these yellow, like somber, like tones. And it kind of just makes you like just in that headspace that he's in, where it's like confusion, somber, you know, depression. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just all those intangibles that go into it that can really change how people view your project. Right. Um, so like somebody that's maybe not like a savvy with it would just kind of, you know, watch a movie and maybe be like, um, why is it yellow or green? But like as a filmmaker and for people that like, uh, you know, might respect it a little bit more and look into it more as far as like a, like an art direction kind of view. Yeah. Um, those things actually do make like a huge difference, you know, um, I'd probably say, yeah, post-production is definitely the icing on the cake to the project. And you could really set yourself back if you don't know how to do it correctly. Um, learning it is honestly very tedious at times, but, you know, that's kind of where you learn, do I really like this? Right. Because you're sitting there, you might spend 20 minutes on one clip being like, I don't know if I want the shadow this deep. I, maybe I want it brighter. Maybe I should, you know, add some blue into it, this and that. You know, it's just probably like those little questions that might get to you at some point where it's like, oh, I, I don't want to deal with this or whatever. Right. Yeah, I think that's when you realize if you really like it or not. It's just um, every small little intangible thing that gets, you know, thrown into, you know, your line of work at that point. Right. And that's like, you know, like for someone like me, like, you know, when I first started this podcast, it was strictly just audio, right? Because like, I just didn't even have the time to like, yeah. well, one, I didn't have the, I didn't even have a webcam or any camera to shoot. Yeah. When I started doing um, video podcast, I actually used my iPhone <laughs> and would just set it on do not disturb hoping like somebody wouldn't facetime me or it's something like from mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and i just had it on my tripod in the corner and then i would sit there and try and match the the video up to then the audio yeah is like close as i could fucking get it uh but it like was always just like a split like a tenth of a second off yeah we'll blame apple yeah <laughs> and like and then when I got the, the this camera and then I bought um, Adobe Creative Studio, it was like I launched like Adobe Pro for the first time. I remember I probably sat there for, God, almost a half a day. There's a lot. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was just so overwhelmed at first, yeah. like how to even like navigate through it, yeah. you know? And so I wonder what it's like for someone like you when it's like when you go into adobe i feel like at this point it's kind of like a playbook you know that you ran in yeah. high school like you know it all off the top of your head so it's like how was it just learning how to do the things that you do through like the programs in which you have to install buy and all this stuff um so i do have to accredit a lot of what i've learned to jake miller uh, with Red Dot Studios, mm -hmm. um, he taught me like so. We use Final Cut. Okay, that's what I learned on. Okay, um, but I also use Adobe now. 
I typically use Final Cut for shorter, sweeter projects. Mm -hmm. And then Adobe, if I really want to put like a like a more in-depth, you know, thing. Touch on it or something. Yeah. I use Adobe now. So um, what's what's the different what's like the like I'd say difference between the two? Final cut. Um uh I'd probably say it has just more of like a little bit of an apple touch to it where like if you go into iMovie it's like iMovie on steroids if if that makes sense so if we got so if we're kind of like ranking them right so we got like iMovie here final cut and then adobe i would say adobe there's a lot more going on mm-hmm. um you know but it's like going from algebra one to algebra two you know if okay you say that like, like if once you get a hang of it mm-hmm it's more it's almost even more satisfying that you know the software and you can do more with it because you just have like a little bit more power at your hands that's just my opinion right i'd say final cut is like just if i want to put out you know 30 second video right i'm gonna go on final cut you know i'm gonna do that um but yeah i I, one way i learned actually too um was so on amazon they sell these keyboard covers it sounds so weird but it literally absolutely changes the game okay i might have to invest in one but let's hear about it it's a a keyboard (laughs) cover i just wanted amazon and i was like all right well i've heard of these i saw them online i'm gonna check them out i'm pulling this it's a final cut shortcut final cut shortcut like keyboard yeah, just keyboard cover, I guess. Oh, there, yep, there we are. And it look, it's like so silly and like, you know, and you might, yep, that's the one I have. Okay. It shows you every single shortcut oh, to sure. the software that you can think of. That would be very, very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they caught one of these. Did I have one for Adobe? I'd imagine, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Adobe's got that. their uh, their shortcuts and their things too. Right. So yeah, that's, definitely, that's definitely very to, helpful. Like the amount that this changed the game for me was like ridiculous because then you're not sitting there trying to like find it on the like yeah, the sidebars and like a couple months into learning this stuff. Yeah. You like wanna know how to make a gap or cut a clip or something, you just like forget. Yeah, you know, it's like tedious. And like, you know, it's so this kind of just like helped me learn a little bit. Now I don't even look at it. Yeah, it's still on my keyboard, but I just kind of like secondhand. Yeah, I probably need to take it off. I probably type faster without <laughs> it. Honestly, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just like small things like that, like YouTube too. Yeah, you know, um, there's been a lot of people that I've looked at as mentors in my line of work, where you know they've been like, dude, I really wish I didn't even go to college for this stuff. I'd be like, like, why? Like at first, I thought it would be, I thought it was like go to college, you know, do this and do that, and yeah. then you know, pay off debt and stuff like that. But a lot of people in the film industry that like have break through, like broke through and like made it and you know do what they want with it. Um, they've almost every single one of them have told me like, I really wish I didn't go to school. It's more about being involved in the work being around people that can help you get to that next level that have respect for the art and you know we'll kind of just like see your vision through their vision right. a little bit and, and i feel like too when it comes to and correct me if i'm wrong but like when it comes to like the videography and photography like industry a lot of it i feel like is what you what you've produced yeah, I mean, what your art, like your, I feel like your work speaks vol- like volumes for you guys in yeah. the industry. And obviously the experience and the connections that you have within it and stuff like that obviously is a big boost as well. But I feel like at the end of the day, I don't really care if the guy has, like if I'm like hiring somebody to shoot like the stoop or, you know, whatever, yeah. I don't really care what his like, like creditations are yeah. is, I look at the work, right? You know what I mean? And that's why I was saying, like, you know, you produce some very high quality work, which is like kind of, it's like now that you're saying like you're not in college, I feel like some people might be like, whoa, really? Like you just like learned this by doing it? Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? I feel like that kind of narrative in in the day and age that we're at now, like you were saying, like everybody's told like, 
Yeah, like when you get out of high school, it's like, you know, college or military or, you know, nursing school. Like there's always some like there's yeah. it's the schooling or you're getting in yeah. schooling yeah. or military. It seems like that seems like what all the parents in this area are like yeah. they know. But like it's no fault to their own. It's just the way they grew up, too. Yeah. You know, and, like my own parents didn't even really start to like get on my bandwagon until recent because like if you think about it like you know there are there are guys that i personally know that do video stuff that like they'll just be filming youtube videos for people and they'll make six figs yeah you know like our parents generation even the generation like just behind us they kind of miss that that train that boat that car ride that whatever you want to call it right like you know, this like social media stuff is just like getting so prevalent now where it's like, yeah, my buddy did this and like now he's like doing really well on social media and like he has his YouTube page and like he needs help with it. Like that kind of line of work, it's it's very it's so prevalent now. Yeah, it's like, but it's also very business casual, which is why I don't think people take it serious. Yeah. Where like you might not be going to a corporate building filming so and so speak about like a a very serious matter with a serious business and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's not like anymore but you know you might be going to your friend's house and filming him do prank videos but you know your friend has a couple million people on youtube that enjoy watching the stuff it's almost like reality tv kind of just like switched over a platform yeah yeah that's how, kind of how youtube like kind of altered a little bit um i kind of view it as like reality tv almost. so you mm-hmm. know you watch youtube and stuff like it's like because youtubers they have an agenda they, you know they got funny skits to film and stuff right and like it's just not a full like production crew it's like you know and it might be but as far as that side of the work and stuff it's just a lot more casual so i feel like you know a lot of people in the generations, you know, below us or behind us, whatever, um, they just want to understand it. Yeah, and I felt like too is just like kind of the the mindset is starting to switch, right? Yeah. And I think like honestly, COVID has kind of helped with this too. I mean, you see yeah. like companies announcing now, like, hey, like if you want to re- re- like remote work for the rest of the time, we're fine with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I think they also look at it too is like, okay, so now. I had this like, you know, huge office space, you know, I'm paying all this money and utilities and insurances, yada, yada, yada. And then it was like COVID came and it was like, so my sales team, my marketing team, you know, they're still, you know, meeting their quotas. Some may even be exceeding like, hmm, maybe we don't need to have you come into the office. You know what I mean? And then now some companies like, okay, when do you want to work like as long as you're meeting the goals that you need to meet you know some companies like i'm seeing like linkedin for example was like one company that i know just like about a month ago announced like hey all employees like for indefinite now whatever you want to do if you are want to come in the office five days a week by all means come in you want to stay home you want to do in and out whatever you want to do however you want to work we're fine with it as long as you're as long as you're meeting your goals yeah and i feel like that's kind of where we're heading nowadays is just kind of like we're putting the emphasis more on us right like to be responsible to get the shit done that we need to get done instead of being micromanaged as much as we were Mm -hmm. because i feel like people are just starting to say that like when you micromanage to the point where like your your day is structured by your your job like nine to five, you know, Monday through Friday, it's like it, people get burned out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then your production drops. Right. And so it's like, if I can let my employees do what they need to do and they're still meeting their goals by all means, you know what I mean? So I feel like, and this, I feel like has helped tremendously. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not just for like people trying to like get exposure or stuff like that, but simply just connecting people nowadays you know what i mean everybody like the majority of the people i've had on this podcast 
I've we followed each other on Instagram. Yeah. We sent DMs back and forth. Yeah. And then the first time I meet them in person is when they come and get interviewed. You yeah. know, it's like it's 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 kind of mind boggling to think like ten years ago that wasn't a thing. It wasn't. Yeah. Thing <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and like think about how many people that you probably personally know that like you know really don't like their job that much. Yeah. And you know they're there because of they have you know maybe a child you know things to look after Death and they to pay they, off they need, they need <laughs> that money you know like and you know getting work 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 drilled into their head you know it's it's a situation where they probably don't even really want to be there in the first place right and and then you're just making it worse the micromanagement on top of it you know that that really does do somebody's mental health at some point so I don't know if it's a product of like, uh, you know, people realizing mental health more yeah, or not, but you know, I love what I do. Right. But if I'm sitting at my computer, you know, just like editing every single day, 12 hours a day, seven days a week, at some point I'm probably not going to enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. It's that like nice little breath in between when maybe I take a weekend and go out and have a couple of drinks with my friends. Right. And then get back on Monday and be like, Oh, I still love it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's this like one, the one saying that, you know, like I'm sure like maybe even your parents have told you is like, you know, find what you love and then like make that your job, like make that the career. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of don't believe that because I feel like, I, I mean, maybe nowadays, maybe that's going to start to change where that phrase like gets, there's some life uh, breathe back into it yeah but for the most part like i've heard people that have been like you know i loved being like taking pictures and then i made my job and then yeah. i had to sit you know yeah and was told what to do when to do it and then it just like yeah. ruined it for me and i hate taking pictures now yeah you know what i mean it's like i i feel like there's a fine line of like yeah obviously you want to have passion for your work yeah. and you want to enjoy it and then there's that line though where you don't yeah, want to cross, you know if, what I mean? If you do get to a point where it becomes so serious in your head, I think um, yeah, it probably would drive you a little bit south and not make you as like it as much. Um, I've seen people that you know like work and what I do that have worked for like somebody else doing it. And I don't know. I feel like with this line of work, if you have that vision and creativity, maybe it's just like me being like maybe like a little bit of a control freak and stuff. Like I like doing it like so much. Yeah. Like I've realized like, you know, working, um, not working with other people, but like being tied down maybe. Yeah. Um, it made me like it less. Mm-hmm. When I can like get my own clients and then I, you know, like I show up to the shoot and I like you set it up how you want uh-huh. it. Yeah, you're it's, it's when you're more yeah. in control. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And I feel and I, I feel like you're not the only one that's like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even myself, same thing. Like I like it when I am in control of the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like it when I have to you know, rely on a group member to do their end of the project or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Because then I'm sitting over here like, okay, my shit's all done. I'm ready to go. I hope to God he's ready to go yeah. or she's ready to go because if not, then my, you know, my grade or, you know, my, you know, is fucked essentially, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I, and I get what you're saying about this line of work because like this line of work is different from any other type of work out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You really can just be yourself and that's it. You know what I mean? Maybe at some point, you know, you establish an LLC and you, you know what I mean? You hire some people under you to do some of your day-to-day yeah. shit. But for the most part, it could just be you. Yeah. Maybe Elon Musk will probably just like figure out how to climb this <laughs> at that point. I'll just have like four meetings. <laughs> you show up to the set, like that'd press a, a button. Be a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> that would just not be it. So I, I wanna I wanna show some of the work that you've done. So where where should we start? Um let's just start. Like I made this 
literally last night it's it's short and sweet and then maybe i'll show you something a little bit more in depth after that but okay yeah i'll just give that one a whirl real quick this one shows multiple different projects like many projects i've worked on okay and, um, honestly i just got bored last night i had and like was just like bug it yeah like, just hours of free time, and i was like you know what can i do right now and i like i shot with Devin. oh you know, yeah the yeah other day, and he showed me this song i was like dude I literally texted him. I was like, this, <laughs> this song is dope. Like, yeah. He was like, yeah, this song changed my life. And I was like, well, I'm going to make a video to it tonight. So. All right. Let's give it a watch. These days don't end. And you lost the things that brought us closer. We're spread so thin. And that's all it takes to knock you over. Finding out the hard way. Forgot how good it feels to be alone. You did. Watch a movie on your phone for real Is this how I'm supposed to feel? Save me some, she said, love I felt like you could have called it something else So you say they're all from like different projects, right? But you made it fit Yeah How? Um, pretty much like um I literally had almost every single clip I wanted to use, like, already figured out before I even, like, started doing this. Sometimes I have, like, sometimes I'll literally just be sitting there, and I'll, like, zone out for a second. It's, like, this, like, five-minute, like, daydream. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I have a whole video done. <laughs> but it's not done yet, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's kind of just how that happened. Like, I, I listen to this song, I'm not even, like, kidding at all like probably on repeat the whole entire day for the past two days mm -hmm. and i'll just be like anytime i have a casual second to myself when i'm driving i'm in the shower I'm, in, I'm brushing my teeth or whatever i have like this like sometimes i'll just have like this like creative influence just like going in my head i'm just like zone out and all of a sudden i snap back to it and then like maybe a couple hours later i come back to it and it's almost like I build it, I build it, and then it gets overwhelming to the point where like, I need to do it, like right then and there. Yeah. I need to go run to my computer and I need to do it. And it's not like that for all my projects, um, you know, especially with clients. Like if I have a client, I need to see their vision too. Right. It's not just like a me thing. Right. Um, but in a situation like that, I just had a song I really liked and related to in, in that moment of my life. And I kind of just went in on the footage I knew I had and I pulled it and I just made it happen. Like it was just on my subconscious, you know? So do you have any client, uh, footage on your Instagram page or we got to go to your YouTube page? Um, so I want to show you some fun. Here go up a little bit. Brave new world, which is actually my cousin's band this one um, yeah they they booked me to do a spot for them for a house show um it covers three, oh nice where yeah. at uh it was in lawrenceville oh okay yeah, right up the hill from where i used to live um yeah there's that one right there um it was my buddy uh well, my cousin and all his buddies and uh, a couple other bands that they were familiar with they invited to play at the house show so i covered like three different bands that night and just made them like a recap oh, okay the evening oh that's and, pretty um, dope i tried to make it like um you know, not too serious because, you know, music, I don't think should be taken like too serious. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we just had a good time and I kicked back and I filmed that for them. Nice.
how did you capture the sound? Are you capturing it through the camera? Um, so, or did you overlay some like, like, um, like guitar track over top of it? Yeah. So uh, I just put like an unlicensed like guitar. No worries. It was on <laughs> Should we restart on that? Nah, it's all right. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I just pulled something from Artlist and I put it on there. Um, about the first like five seconds were the actual audio, but I kind of just felt since there was three different bands playing mm -hmm. and I wanted them to all feel like equally included. I and wasn't going to pick just one of theirs. Right. So. And then it'd be like too much, like trying to, when you're switching scenes and switching bands of like switch the sound with it because yeah. you want like you want the sound to be like for the most part pretty consistent yeah like for the majority of the clip right yeah especially something that's that short like yeah. you know in a 30 second video you don't want to change the sound like four or five times yeah if it was like a like maybe like a 10 15 minute project and right i had all of their like studio recorded audio yeah i would probably i would definitely included all three different in a way you know but um, just for something that's short and sweet as far as a recap video that just felt like correct to do you know yeah no i like it and these are some sweet shots that you have here too yeah um you know a lot of my work is actually like traveling too mm -hmm. um i i just got back from like an eight day camping trip uh, where we just kind of like backpacked to the midwest and you know camped out the whole time yeah um we we drove all the way down to uh, Sturgis, um, which is like South Dakota. Okay. Uh, spent some time in the Badlands. Yeah. Um, then after those couple of days, we drove down to Cody, Wyoming. Okay. Um, and then eventually made our way to Yellowstone. Uh, and Yellowstone. Grand Teton and stuff like that. that. Yeah. We saw, you know, wild buffalo, rams, goats, elk. We saw me, my uncle, and my cousin saw a couple wild wolves. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. We heard wolves howling in the distance, and I shit you not. My uncle just goes, oh. <laughs> and his voice is a lot deeper than mine, and it sounded just like a wolf. Yeah. Five minutes later, we see a wolf running down this, like, meadow that's right next to the trail we're walking out. Right? Yeah. We all look at each other and we're like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> and... It kind of passes on. We hear another one. Distance, like yeah. A couple minutes later. My uncle does it again. We take 20 steps, maybe 30 seconds later, another wolf comes out. And this one's big. But yeah. it's looking like, yo, what's up, guys? Yeah, like, like what? what are you, what are you yeah, right. <laughs> and eventually I ended up leaving. But like I was I was ready for the whole pack to just pull up and tear you, know, <laughs> you guys straight. <laughs> So when it, when it comes to like you, you were just talking about, right. Just like this difference between like, obviously producing stuff that's for you and like for your own, like memory essentially. Right. And then, then switching then for clients. Right. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like, like when a, when someone gives you like, Hey, Jared, like, this is what I'm thinking, you know, do you like for the most part with clients that you work with, did they expect you to like follow to a T what they're telling you or do they leave you room for your creativity or is it just kind of depend on who you're working with? Uh, yeah, I think it definitely depends on who I'm working with. Um, you know, um, when I was working with Jake with Red Dot Studios, he had a little bit more of like a corporate straight edge clientele. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a very, very vast clientele um, as far as that went, but we did have a couple that really needed it to be clean cut, you know, you know, we were working with Pitt Alumni Association, Seton Hill University, um, MSA, the safety company, mm -hmm. and respectfully so, you know, MSA, the safety company is a Fortune 500 company. You know, right. So they needed things very clean you know right and, and i'm i'm making sure that it's on point with the brand yeah and every, yeah like, um, i would say like creative direction and art wasn't their focus they needed to you know 
Pitt would have us, you know, cover their events and we would have, that was probably the most like uh, personal, like as far as those three go, that was probably the most personal we can get as far as creation, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when you handle those kind of clients, um, they, they can't get too flashy and stuff like that. It, right. just, like, it totally makes sense, you know? It's, it's like private university um, and a Fortune 500 company. So, you know, you got to be absolutely on point and do what they say at that point, you know? And, if, you know, it's, that's just one thing. But if you're working with, let's say, a clothing brand in the South Side, mm -hmm. you know, let's say Shop 412 or something, so yeah. something like that, you know, that is just like a totally different ballgame. Right. You know, like you have that creative direction probably. They probably want bases to hit as far as we need to show this, we need to show that, right. we need to display that. Um, but as far as, you know, they're booking you for a reason. Right. Um, I wouldn't imagine any any brand or client, you know, that has their head on straight would just book you because you're some dude walking in the street with a camera. Right. Obviously, they've seen your display, work. You know, yeah. they kind of know what you're about. Right. You know, so I feel like when a client books you, it's like a very big kudos because there's like this industry has grown so much. There's many, many people that do this. Mm -hmm. So for somebody to come to you and be like, hey, I want you, it's like a big kudos because they've seen what you've done and it hit them enough in the chest to be like, okay, I trust this person. Right. Because I don't really think, you know, most like clothing brands or, you know, anything that is not very applied Maybe not applied, but like anything that's not like very, very, very serious. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really think that I've ever had to deal with like somebody sitting there on my shoulder. Yeah, you know, you're there for a reason. I feel like, right. when, you know, like once you once you get booked for something, there's a certain understanding. Yeah, that trust. Right, you know? and if and if the trust isn't there, I think it is kind of on you. You know, because when I'm talking to a client stuff. You know, I give them the respect of, you know, hearing what they're saying and making sure I do cover the bases that they want and stuff and making them feel like very involved in the situation. Um, and, you know, that's what makes them trust you. And you got that give and take where it's like, right. you know, I have this vision. What do you think? You know, you, just, you know, stuff like that. It's just the client interaction and stuff like that, that um, at the end of the day will kind of set the tone. For you know what you're going to be dealing with, and yeah. Now on your YouTube channel, do you have? I know you mentioned before the interview, like you've done some work for some of your buddies in like construction and landscaping. Are those like on here? Um, on my YouTube, I haven't posted their commercials. Um, what I do have, I have. This was from Oregon. It's a bit longer of a video. We don't have to watch the whole thing. Okay. Um, or I have my last reel that I made. Which one would you like, sir? Um, I would ex I would suggest everybody that's you know not watching it already, which you should be. You should definitely be watching my videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just you know roll a phone. You watch my videos. <laughs> but anyways, um, I would probably just watch this one for podcast purposes because. Unless you want to go in a long one. This is probably my favorite project I've ever made. All right, then we're going for it. All right, I got it.
last night Woke up to see the sun staring in my face I won't go back to bed this time I've been dreaming about a day to run away My life is pretty boring I was so many mornings So We confident? YouTube sometimes and just watching like travel videos and stuff yeah or just like or on Netflix too just like nature-ish documentaries and stuff that was really cool those transitions like the one where uh it was like a, this like landscape scene and all of a sudden it's like dude's eye like coming out of the dude's eye like that was so freaking sweet yeah because it's like that was what he was like seeing yeah so like sitting there now watching this like how we were talking earlier in the interview right when sometimes you're watching movies and you're like oh i would have done this differently or that differently yeah you know like so like i write poetry right so i always say like my poems are there's they're never finished there's never a final final draft yeah. right so is this like something like even when you put it out and you publish it right and you may like come back and watch it like a week yeah. month year later do you ever feel like oh like I should have done this differently Absolutely. or I, I could have done that differently or yeah. put this sound here, you know, different, yeah. like, so like sitting there right now watching this, is there something like this caught your eye or you're like, Hmm, like maybe sitting here now I would have done this or that differently. Um, on this one, I'd say, um, when we're, when we were at the, uh, I forget what it was called. We were snowboarding. Yeah. Um, it was just like a, just like a dumb thing. I forgot to get tight shots snowboarding with my actual camera. I used the GoPro that day. Mm -hmm. That bothered me. Um, There's a couple transitions that just didn't seem smooth where it literally could have been something as simple as like, you know, cutting a clip a millisecond sooner or later. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like shot selection, um, Probably not as much with this, but it's like it's just the very minus, like minuscule things. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point that like we're like your OCD might kick in or something like that. Right. Um, so probably maybe just like a couple clips here and there I probably wouldn't have used. And maybe just switch a little bit around as far as transitions and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and as far as like creating a project and then looking back on it it's it's kind of it's weird to see which projects stick with you as like oh i really actually still love these a lot because mm -hmm. i never i never really put out a project once i 
like, you know, if I finish a project, I have to be so set with it. I'd probably watch all of them like a hundred times before I, you know, even put it on Instagram. Right. Um, it's actually interesting to see which ones stick with you and which ones you end up hating. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just, it's kind of interesting because there's been a few where I like absolutely like love that. Like at, at one point they were like my favorite project. And yeah. Like, and then like I'll watch it a month later and I'm like, I put this out. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, it's like it's really not ever that real. Like I like everything I make, honestly. Yeah. In, in one way or another. But as far as like me being like so specific when it comes to this, there's a couple where I'm like, oh, I would definitely do it different, now, you know? Right. Which um is a blessing and a curse because I feel like I, I can look at it one way where it's like. I know it's good either way, you know, like I, I have that confidence, you know, I'm not trying to be cocky or anything. Like I just put so much into it where I know I'm like, I'm up to a point where I, I feel confident with it. Yeah. But there's like my regular standard in casual conversation. And then there's like my standard where I'm alone like on my computer. Right. If it, you know, it might bother me like in the back of my head, but like in casual conversation, I'm never that hard on myself, but any artist or any perfectionist, I feel like is always slightly in pain when it comes to wanting it to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, there's, like I said, too, is like when you put something out there, it's sometimes it's like, I feel like, you know, like I never like published poetry or anything until I was in like college, yeah. you know, because I was always like, ah, like, you know, I'm, I'm such a perfectionist and like, I hold my like nothing that I was like re- like when stuff doesn't like meet my standard of even for like myself to like even yeah. read back to me I'm, like there's no way I could ever put this out there and then when I was like at one point I started like publishing some stuff and like got some like nice reviews and comments back from people mm-hmm. it was like okay so like maybe like I can be like yes it's good to be hard on yourself but at the same time too is like and, and I feel like this applies to anybody who just produces content period is like sometimes like the stuff that you may think is like god awful or like no yeah. one's gonna like it seems like that's those are the ones that people love yeah one's man one man's trash is another man's treasure right um i feel like just any artist that is particular which is probably every artist i'd say um once I feel like you just like hit a certain point in a project where you like you have that click in your brain where you're like, I'm I'm where I want to be. You right. Know? Whether you hit it like a certain zone or whatever. Um and a lot of times, sometimes like that's just not the same wavelength that somebody else is on. So you could make something that you could literally hate and somebody could watch it and be like, this is the coolest shit ever, you know? Right. So I think art's just like up for interpretation, but um, 100%. as far as putting it out yourself, it is definitely sometimes like a mental battle of, you know, what you want to do with it. All right. No, I believe that 100%. Well, hey, Jared, I appreciate so much for stopping by to stoop today. Why don't you go ahead and give yourself a shout out? That way people know where to find you, book you, right? All your content. Um, go ahead. Um all right, guys. So um, my Instagram page is at by J Colt, B-Y-J-C-O-L-T. Um, I've got my email in the bio and I also have a website in the works coming. So, um, you know, in a couple of months here, I'll, I'll have a website out. You, know, you can book me through there. You can book me through Instagram and call my mom. Um, <laughs> is, she your, is she your agent nowadays? She's not, but she is now. <laughs> nice. Well, Jared, again, I appreciate you for stopping by the soup. As always, guys, make sure you go ahead and follow Jared. Book him if you need his services. And then make sure to just check out his stuff. Makes really good content. We're actually going to be collabing right after this interview. Uh, so stay tuned for a new intro to the show. Um, and as always, make sure to go on our website, www.legendsofthesoup.com, to find all new episodes, previous episodes, and then to connect onto our Instagram and our Facebook page to stay up to date on everything that we do here. Again, we thank you for your support and I'll see you next time. I'm Mike Pernice signing off.